All right. Well, welcome back to the Temporal Eternal podcast. We are so excited that you're here with us today. Uh, Temporal Eternal is all about uh, having eternity in the forefront of your mind um, with with any of your decisions, right? Uh, Focusing on your career, your family, your priorities. And uh, we have the crew back together again. Brennan and Matt, how are you guys doing? Doing good. Doing good. Doing great. We, uh, we had an adventure, guys. I'm actually up in the Flagstaff, Arizona area, which is about two and a half hours north of Phoenix. And we're uh, me, and my, me and my wife and the kids wanted to take the kids up. We needed to get away from the heat. It was like 110, and it, we were like dying. We were like, that. we hate this. So we're in the middle of the woods trying to get uh, good reception. <laughs> Tried to do my laptop. We uh, Matt recorded some of the the outtakes, if you will. Now I'm in the middle of the field, about uh, a thousand yards away from all the cows. But it seems like <laughs> we have, I'm recording this from my phone, and we're gonna make sure it's not too choppy. If it's too choppy, I apologize, and we'll re-record it. Uh, but uh, yes, it is beautiful. It is cooler, and uh, we are very very happy. So uh, the the topic for today is church shopping. Add to cart. Up on aisle three. <laughs> yes. So, um, so church shopping is something that uh, some people might be familiar with. This is actually one of Matt's ideas, um, and I thought it was really cool. Just the whole premise of it, and we want to kind of approach it a, a couple different ways, right? Um, a, uh, you know, what should you be looking for in a church, and then B. Is church shopping good or bad? And maybe what are some of the negatives of it that we need to watch out for? So love for either of you guys uh, to, to chime in first. What are your initial thoughts? I'll let you go first, Brennan. I see you have right. something good to say. Well, I, I think when I think about this idea, um, and, and I've talked to many people, you know, and, and this is a, maybe a, an interesting topic for myself, uh, because I've been born and raised in the current church that I'm also a pastor in. So I haven't done necessarily personal church shopping, uh, but I've had many, many, many conversations with other people, other pastors, other ministry leaders, um, individuals who are just searching. Um, And so I I think my experience with this comes on that end. And I I think the the first thing that comes to mind for me, um, when, when anybody is looking, when you're looking to be plugged into a place to attend a church, to be a part of that church and that ministry and what God is is doing there. Um, the first thing I think that you have to really consider uh, for you, for your family, um, when you're looking at a place, obviously is bringing the wisdom of the Lord into the mix. And, and really, you, you do have to go into it with the mindset of where is God placing me? at this time in your life, you know, where, where does, is God calling you to a place? And so I think there's two ways that you can look at this, you know, in, in so many different perspectives or reasons that you may be looking for a church, changing churches, maybe you moved, um, maybe things are not going right and you had to make the call to, to leave. And so you have to, one, if you're leaving somewhere, is God calling you to leave? Is he speaking that into your life? Are you seeing things that, uh, you know, wisdom of the Holy Spirit is, is leading and guiding uh, maybe to make that jump? Uh, and then upon searching for a church, the same kind of idea is is God speaking that that is a place 
for you, you know? And so you have to initially, I think, especially ask that question. Are you, are you called to go somewhere? Are you called to be somewhere? Um, and I know that, that, that sometimes can be a little bit open for interpretation because that's between you and the Lord. Um, but I think we really have to use wisdom, uh, when it, when it comes to this idea of what are we looking for in a church? What do we, what, what is a place that you specifically are called to be at, to be fulfilled in, to pour out into? So, yeah, I think it, we have to start there. So that's my initial I'll, thoughts. I'll say jumping right into that because that you're going somewhere where I wasn't even addressing, but I think it's really good for people is um, when you face hard times or uncomfort or in sometimes even like maybe maybe a little bit of an offense, right, in the church, it's not always flight. You know, you, you see that thing where they say fight or flight, fight or flight. And a lot of times, you know, people are like, well, I'm just going to go somewhere else. Brennan's camera just went out, but that's because it reset after a certain time or whatever. Just let the record show that uh, his video went out actually for the recording and not mine so far. Cross the own knock, knock. On <laughs> so I, just, I was laughing. Yeah. But okay, back, let's focus, focus, squirrel um, or cow because where I'm at. Okay, so um, what happens a lot, right, is that people will leave and then not realize that there's a there's a decent chance that there might be something inside of them that the Lord is trying to address. And so they're like, well, they did this or this is this or I don't like this. When in actuality, like, wait a second, uh, it might not be the church. It might be you. And, and I, as a, as a former pastor, we saw that, right, where we'd have people that would come and, you know, they brought the same issues uh you know that they had to our church that they had to church and instead of maturing and addressing it uh they still dealt with it so just be very careful because sometimes the lord has you in a place two two things don't get me wrong if you feel like god's calling you to leave or if it really really is affecting you negatively spiritually if it is unbiblical leadership 100 percent, that's something that you need to consider that being said two things to to um about one lord might be forming you shaping you using this to grow you and mature you two uh david still worked under saul after saul through a spear at him right i've been going through david's story recently and so just because the leader or just because the church isn't the best maybe god has called you to be there for a reason my my parents have been at some churches that have had some challenges and I'd be like, yeah, you guys can to leave. Not the one they're at right now, I don't think. Just, you know, if anybody ever hears this, that goes to my dad's church that he goes to. But the ones he's at, were at, was at previously, um, there were some challenges and they stayed because God put them in a a place of challenge to help lead and help help the situation, if you will. That's great because a lot of people do hop from church to church. And they expect it to all be perfect everywhere they go. Yeah. You know, I've, I've noticed that I've never personally done church shopping either. Just like Brennan. Um, well, not really. I haven't really, I'm at, the, I'm back at the church that I grew up at my whole life. Um, doing stuff with ministry, the media side of things. And, you know, I am one to also see people come in and out. Left and right, left and right, coming in and out. My thing is, is people are looking for certain things that they shouldn't be looking for. Yeah. 
Um, one thing that is important, but not the sole important thing of a church, I believe personally, is the worship. So worshiping is huge, and don't get me wrong, that's an important part of our our Christianity and our life and us worshiping God, but the worship music and all that isn't always 100% why you should just pick a church. I mean, you can pick it that way, but... And are you saying, just to, just to clarify, are you saying stylistically song choice, full band, organ, that thing, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, so, I mean, it could be very... Yeah. Very traditional, or it could be very contemporary. I mean, yeah, but sure, people... But I know people that pick churches just for that, you know? Like, even if it's not authentic or whatever, you know, it's that's what I look for is the authenticity of it and see if it's actually authentic. That's what I would look for if I was searching for a church. And I think that's why we have, like, when you're looking for somewhere, you know, one, we have to know the importance of why to go to church, you know, because some people mm-hmm. can take on the 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 whole mentality well you know we are the church we can go anywhere be anywhere you know so it's not as important but biblically like there's so many principles of why gathering as a church is, is not only just biblical but it's important to you as a believer um no it's not the tell-all end-all thing it's not uh what your salvation is um but we have to remember why why we're called one to gather as believers and so is the place that you're in doing that and sometimes it, it does become more about us and i know that's hard for maybe some of us to hear but it, it really isn't a hundred percent it's not about us like one worship is worshiping the lord you know and so one yeah i absolutely believe that you in a place when it comes to the preaching and teaching and worship that you need to be in a place that you can connect with the lord if it's so distracting to you that you can't do that well maybe you have to you know look at things but we also have to kind of like navigate how particular are we becoming you know and uh, a scripture i think that talks about kind of okay what's the point of you know gathering acts 2 where it talks about the church the early church acts 2 42 uh, through 47 i'll just read it real quick for us it says they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to fellowship to the breaking of bread and to prayer Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. Every day, every day they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their numbers daily those who were being saved. And so I think that's even like a reflection of, okay, the basic principle of what gathering as the church body is, is one, it's coming to hearing the teaching of the word. Okay. So are you in a place that is teaching the word of God? You know, I mean, that's, that's a huge principle. You know, if we, if we want to break it down practically, like what should you look for? um, That's huge. That's a very important thing too, you know, and we can get into even just the, the different you know, what to look for, not to look for theology. Um, David Diga Hernandez, if you're familiar, does a really good teaching on this. I, I really appreciated that. Um, 
talking about some of these things. But yeah, when you start to get into those things, are, are we focusing on the right things that this is about the Lord? It's about the teaching of the word. It's about worship to him. It's about fellowship of believers, you know, and we keep that biblical principle at the core of what we're looking for. Um, and not get so nitpicky that we're like, okay, this is about me and everything that's going to be kind of tailored to me. Am I on track with that, guys? Is that is that kind of a good frame of mind to to be in to to really kind of break it down in, in a biblical principle way? Yeah, for sure. No, I, yeah, I think I think you're spot on. And and even what we were saying earlier, right? We're kind of there's kind of two different things, even though they're connected, right? Church hopping, which like you're never happy. And you go, like, I remember some friends from Massachusetts, they're like, yeah, we've been looking for a church for three or four years. I remember them telling me, I was like, what are you talking about? Like, what do you mean you've been looking that long? I mean, three to four years? Yeah. How many churches do you got? Oh, I've gone to a bunch. And I'm like, hey. I, and they and they I said, okay, so go through a couple of them. And then they go through a couple of them. And, you know, it's like they say this, they say that. And they finally I go, guys, there's no perfect church. Like you have to know that, right? So, so there's a there's a church hopping thing where like they're never they're never settling, um, and then there's this church shopping, which is what we're talking about, where it's really like trying to seek out, um, what church you're supposed to be planted in, exactly, kind of where where Brennan's going there, right? And and really what Matt said earlier is okay, what are those things that we're looking for, right? So yes, you know, maybe maybe worship. Is 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 worship a priority? Do you biblically feel like it needs to be a priority for your faith? Stylistically, is it a make it or break? Uh it shouldn't be too much, right? It shouldn't be too much. Um scripturally, do they, you know, do they actually follow the word of God? Do they believe in um, some principles? Do they believe in Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ died? You know, all of like the core foundational, right? There's like the foundational. And then from there, there's like some outer layers of things that are a little bit more debatable, right? Uh, with certain people. Um, and so you have to kind of know those things. But the attitude, which where Brennan was getting at, is spot on, right? It says, you know, don't in the scriptures in the New Testament, it says like, don't forsake meeting up with one another. And so it's really this principle of community and not a religious service or event. Like that's really the, the heart behind um, what God made the church to be. And, um, you know, and I believe it's a, it's a small, just from reading a few scriptures about heaven and, and what I think heaven might, you know, be, it's really just a, a small, um, unpolished uh, picture of what heaven's going to be, right? Where it's just like everybody, community, peace, uh, no tears, that we're all together worshiping, you know, a one God, um, the one God, I should say. And so the attitude that you have to look at is, you know, um, God you know, what, what's my role at this place as well? It doesn't mean it's a title. It's just like, are you, know, are you calling me here for a purpose and also having an understanding of season. So I actually, out of the three of us probably have, um, uh, one of the most, uh, experienced, um, perspectives because I've recently stepped out of ministry. So with same with these guys, um, at you literally from, from, after high school on, I, anything I any church I had because of the ministry I was involved in. 
So it's not like I got to pick the church, right? Like master's commission, we were at Phoenix first, and then we went to plan a church and I did that for seven years. And then I went on staff at Christian Hills and I was there and I went to Calvary and I was there. Yes, you could say, well, you, you just chose those jobs. Yeah, but God called us to those places. So it was a lot easier to make a decision on the church. And so when we when we stepped out of ministry, it was a really interesting experience with me and Azzy. And I really let my wife lead a lot of that discussion because she really didn't have a choice. Now, she loved the churches that we were at before. She really did. Um, but I wanted her to really have that freedom because she really never had the opportunity to choose. So for us, for the first church we went to, uh, we were at for four or five months. It wasn't as close to our community, which is is kind of a big deal. It was a little bit of a bigger church, but we did that because we knew we didn't want to be at a small church um, on purpose because we weren't in a healthy spot. And because of our experience, talents, and gifts, we didn't want to get recruited into serving when God had to heal us first. So we, we recognized the season that we were in we recognize what God wanted to do in our lives. And based upon that, we found a church that lined up with what God said he wanted to do and what God was doing in our lives. And so so that that's where it was. Then as the Lord began to heal us and work on our marriage, work on our kids, work on our family, reprioritize some things, then we were like, okay, we need to really have community. We need to have Christian community for us and our kids. We need to be at a church that is in our neighborhood that we can really root in. Like this one's too far. We're not really being able to get connected because we're just too far. It's more of a geographical thing. It's an amazing church, amazing. And so we went to Reveal and we've been at Reveal since. We're rooted in Reveal. I'm under the spiritual authority of Pastor Marty and Pastor Daniel. And we're there and now we're serving and we don't plan on going anywhere, right? Unless God tells us to. And so, but we, for us, a lot of our decision-making was, okay, God, what do you want with our life? Where are you placing us? Um, because here's the other thing, for those of you who have ministry experience or who are workaholics, I see needs really easily. I can go somewhere and, and I can create vision. I can create 10 ministries in my head for a church. That's just how I'm wired. That's literally like, I'm a visionary. I'm a creative. I can do that. I can see a need just because you recognize a mean doesn't mean that God is calling you to fill that need. And so you have to be very careful that you are like, oh, you know, well, you know, they, they need, you know, they need a, a college ministry. Yeah. But it doesn't mean you're called to do that. Maybe that's something that God's revealing to you because you have discernment and you have that vision. So you can intercede and pray on behalf of that church, but you need to know who has God called you to be? What is his, he, What has he called you to do? What are the places that you can achieve those things? So, okay, is there a spiritual leader that has that experience or who can grow you in that experience, right, to uh, be able to fulfill the calling that God has for your life? Do you have giftings and skills you know, that do line up with a need that is going on in the church that God might be calling you to, right? So, so those are some different things to, to consider, consider and look at. I have a quick question, Donald. Yeah. So since you've been church shopping, right, is it important to have um, a meeting with the pastor before you make a decision? About leaving? No, about like, like if you're church shopping, you're going to a church before making the decision of I'm going to be here. Do you should you have a lunch or a meeting with the pastor that you're look the church you're looking at? 
you know, I don't, I don't always think that it is, um, uh, necessary. I have, I've had conversations with them, but also when I had conversations with them, we were there for three or four or five months. You know what I'm saying? Like we were there for a while. It's not like my second week. It's like, here I am, pastor. Welcome. I am here. You know, no, it's like, cause also it's, I, I want to come with a heart of humility, a, a heart of service. Um, and so we, we wanted to show our consistency, you know, we want to uh, be there. Um, and yeah, and then we might have a conversation, you know, after service. Hey, you know, we're, we just moved to the area. Super excited to be a part, stuff like that. Um, but I don't think it's always like you have to, you know, if God's telling you to, or you have questions about the church, uh, questions about beliefs or, or how they do things, and you want to talk to a pastor about that, th- those are healthy dialogues to have. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think it's not early on. And- I, I think to add to that too, like I think when you go in and you're um, you're even just attending a place to kind of feel out who they are, what they're about, what things are like, I, I think that also can happen very organically through relationship building with people that are also just attending in the church um, or other volunteer uh, people in ministry or leadership. Um, and so I, I think that if you have a if you have a healthy culture of your church, um, that that you can probably from an outside perspective, see it a little bit more um, because you're not, you know, immediately enveloped in that quite yet. You can see that function probably a little bit different than the people that go there or even work there on staff and leadership, whether volunteer or on staff. And so I, I think that and that's a principle of the church is that it's a community of believers coming together to fellowship and worship. And so I think that, yeah, when you go into a place as you're looking for a church, like you should see that uh, happening organically. And I think you can you can moderate that at a healthy level. And as you're talking to people um, and, and what they're saying, what they're expressing, maybe towards the teaching and the pastor and the church and the ministry at large, you know, I think those are helpful things for you to get a handle on, okay, what is this place about? Who are they, you know, and to really mediate whether or not you're joining a cult or an actual church, you know, that was, that was a joke. So uh, (laughs) I got it, (laughs) you know, you got to be careful, but, uh, but no, for real, in in all sincerity, like I, I think that as you get to, to, to know people, as you get to know uh, leadership, as you get to know um, the pastors, I think that you're going to see the heart of what that ministry is. And does that line up with those big biblical uh, principles that we we spoke about earlier? And you'll start to see that. And and not to base things off of just feeling. Don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, our feelings can lead us astray. Like, do I feel like I'm supposed to be here? Um, but I think in the, the practical side of that, I think the Holy Spirit gives us peace about things, um, peace about maybe a place that we're in, peace about uh, a place that we're called to. Um, I experienced, I got some family out of town. Um, and I, a couple of years back when I was visiting, I personally just by myself went to two different churches on a Sunday morning. And one of them was a more smaller local church and they were growing um, that my family's a part of. And another one, and I'm not even going to say names, uh, was a very big established ministry, um, like worldwide known. And I went to two different services. I went to both of those. Um, And it was interesting. And they were both great. And like the Lord was there and the Holy Spirit was moving. Like it was not like any question of that. Um, But the one that was not the bigger one 
to me stood out more to me, you know? Uh, and, and I know that's a very like, that's a very segmented experience and just like a one-off one day thing. Um, but really I, I believe that when you go into a place, especially when you're looking with the right heart, with the right attitude, like Donald said, you know, you're going to, you're going to sense the Holy spirit guiding you and giving you wisdom in the places that you're at to have peace that maybe this is a place God is calling me and my family to be and to invest in, uh, to be poured into. Uh, I, I really like what you said, Donald, about the seasons. That's so important to realize where you are at. Because again, like I said, it's a balance of not, it's not all about us, but at the same time, being in in, in a part of a ministry or in a church, it's important to realize uh, what God is doing and leading and maybe the people that he needs to surround you with. And so church choice as you're looking, can be very important and vital into the next season of spiritual growth that God is bringing you to uh, and leading you to. And that very well can be through a, a specific church and ministry and people that God has to use to, to pour into your life and your family at the time that you're in. So yeah, a lot, a lot to consider, but I think that sometimes we make it about like this big checklist and it's like, okay, yes, biblically, theologically, those things are important, you know, but also, let's not be so particular that, one, maybe we leave a place for the wrong reasons, or two, we join a place for the wrong reasons. So, Yeah, because some of those things, like you could go through it and just go like, okay, I have kids and they're, it's, I'm really, it's really hard to get, you know, I've talked to some parents and they're like, my teen is in a really tough spot and this youth ministry um, is exactly what they need. And I know God is putting us here because of the needs of our family and like, okay, great. You know what I'm saying? Like, so there's a lot of yeah. things to, um, and you really have to be very prayerful and, and discern, um, have people outside of that church that you have relationship with, maybe that used to go to a different church with you or, um, you know, whatever is, is always nice to have, if you have that ability to just get some wisdom, right. Of like, cause sometimes it's like, well, they don't have this. Yeah. They don't have this cause God's calling you to do it. Right. Like, like, you know, that's sometimes that, especially for small church. And so really the, I, I do want to really quickly rattle off a couple of biblical things to consider. Um, yes, cause we kind of touched on it. Um, but are the important things um, unless God is calling you to be there for a reason to make a difference some red flags that you might need to be aware of is like is the pastor making it all about themselves and not about God Ooh, um, is one. that pastor <laughs> being more than Jesus um, is you know are they actually talking about you know discipleship conversations sin um, you know different things that because here's why like I like, I like, look, look at Jesus, look at the scriptures. People are like, well, Jesus is all about love. Dude, the, his sermon on the Mount took, took all these things that people are like, well, I, I, I behave well. He goes, yeah, but your thought life isn't there. You know, like, like, it's like, like it's, it's, it's deeper. It's, it's a matter of the heart. And like, well, are you sure about that? Yeah. Well, what about when David was anointed and, and Samuel's like, oh, let me go here, here, here. And God's like, I don't look in the outward appearance. I look on the hearts. So God's been doing this the whole time, right? This is, this is a principle old testament and new is is where they're at in their not their giftings right moses was super insecure about his speech right like it's it's not that it's it's about the heart so within all that like i need to make sure i'm at a place that is not afraid 
that that that's not pulling punches. That can be honest about you know my lifestyle, about what what I should be prioritizing in my life. You know those type of things like that. Not coming down. You know that there's there's a, a you know grace and truth, but still the truth. Are there certain principles and beliefs that you uh, believe about with purity? Um, for certain conditions for people, alcohol, um, you know, uh, homosexuality, sexuality, um, you know, there, there's a there's a ton of things there. Then from there you have gifts of the Holy Spirit. There's a ton of churches. Most of us right here, me, Matt, and Brennan, uh, primarily have a background of churches that believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I was raised not uh, that uh, that you know a lot of churches believe that went away with the apostles. But then there's some that believe um, in praying in tongues. I do believe in praying in tongues. I do believe in gifts of the prophetic. I do believe in um, words of knowledge. Like all of those things I have seen um, as real acts. And so I believe in that. So a church that doesn't believe in that or doesn't prioritize it, um, you know, might be something I would consider. On the other side, I've also seen churches that it almost feels like a show with gifts of the Holy Spirit. And mm -hmm. the Teaching isn't super sound, and it's 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 more of an emotional experience than you know than than really just consistent truth. And I know by my life experience that living by emotion isn't sustainable. So like, there's all and let me and hey, yeah. that emotional experience can cause what Donald emotional I mean, damage. Do your do your sound. <laughs> Emotional damage. It's a TikTok. <laughs> no, man. But, uh, no, it's no, you're right, man. It could cause burnout. It could cause you falling to sin. It, it could cause you worshiping the wrong person or the wrong thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, so there, there's a lot of different things, and you know, there's some things that I I don't like. Here are a couple things that I don't think. I I don't know if it's as big of a deal for the church. Are you pre-trib, post-trib? Are you, you know, where you're on rapture? Where are you? On? You know, there's certain things um, as Christians that I think for some might not be as big of a deal as others. And those are the things you really have to know, like, okay, God, who have you prioritized me to be in my life and to focus on? And let me just make sure, because you also don't want to be at a place. Oh, I just found it. Oh, I got it. I just forgot something, guys, and I just remembered it. Um, you also don't want to be at a uh at a place where you don't line up with them and you're going to be div divisive right like if, if there's somebody that's yeah. contrary to you there's probably there probably is you know either either you need to maybe work on some things that you might not have the right biblical beliefs or maybe this isn't the right place for you because you don't want to serve dissension now i want to jump to this really quick and you guys can add on to that later if you want because i i just remembered i don't want to forget Here's the thing I want us to attack, and I'm, I'm this is kind of off the cuff, so you guys might have to think on the fly with me a little bit on this. I want to address um, mentalities, questions, um, reasons people get frustrated at church, church when they first go um, because they don't have the bigger picture. All right? So the first one, which is a really big one, somebody comes to a church you know, let's say you're looking at a church, our awesome audience here, and you want to get involved and you want to get involved in a ministry and you have leadership experience and stuff like that. And maybe they don't really let you get involved or open that up right away. And you get, you get offended and you get hurt. I, I attended a church 
actually both churches I attended, we kind of did this, but the one I, I attended had like a three to six month policy that you had to be serving in the church just or and going to the church for three to six months before you served in kids ministry and in youth. Right. And, and why is that? Well, let me ask you, if you have a kid, if you have a child, if you have a teen, are you okay with your church to allow an adult after seven to 14 days of being part of your church, have interactions with your kids? No, probably not. You probably wouldn't make that decision. And so the church has to cover those things, right? Also for yeah. like, also for different things where you're on a stage, where you're in a leadership position. Why? No, they're not trying to hold it from you. But the truth of the matter is, is that they have to use wisdom and they're guiding people. And, and so you have to realize like, hey, um, you know, there, there's a chance that, you know, let, just have some time. There's also, you got to realize too, cause you don't have the experience as some of these pastors that, you know, somebody comes to the church, wow, they're super talented. They have this background experience and then they leave after a month for drama or, you know, something comes out, you know, so there's reasons behind those things. And so that's why I want to just address, you guys can touch on that one or other ones in general, but just different reasons why people might get frustrated and leave a church or not give a church a long enough time to, to actually be there to experience a church because they are making an assumption like, Oh, they just don't want me involved when they don't see the bigger picture. No, for that's great because a lot of people, I was going to say earlier, how fast should you get involved in a church to find out what the church is about? So sometimes you have to take baby steps and it's not just an immediate, Oh, I'm, one of the lead people at the church, you know, like you might have to start out opening the door every Sunday morning for somebody or handing out programs or doing something that is so minuscule, minuscule in your mind, maybe, but it's huge in everybody else's. It's the small things like they got to see your dedication and then they got to see where you are in your spiritual life before you start doing other things. So hundred percent. And, and, and so just so we know this too, right. When you say that not always, Oh, to, you know, make sure your dedication, like you gotta, you gotta be faithful before we, or also they got to know who you are because they're called to pastor you for me because of, I I've had a few experiences and I'm, I'm not the most talented person. I can't dance. I can't sing, but, um, I can sometimes make people laugh and I can talk, right. Those are probably my, my greatest talents. He can talk. <laughs> so I, so when people experience that, they might go, if they just look at the gift, they might go, oh, we need to have Donald do this, 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 and this. But if they get to know me and I open myself up and have transparency like I have with my my uh, pastors that I'm under right now, they would know that I have an orphan mindset, that that Lord is breaking, that um, when I use my talents, I uh, shift my worship to people praising me than me praising God. And so they would be able to pastor me and go, hey, yes, you can do it. But for your spiritual health and the calling and the journey God has for your life, I need to pastor you and tell you with wisdom, hey, as you've opened your life up to me, I can go, you're not ready for this right now. Or you shouldn't do this right now. You really need to just be at the feet of Christ, right? And so sometimes it's not like, for the benefit of the church, sometimes if it's if it's a good pastor that cares about you, they are trying to prioritize 
your spiritual health and well-being for longevity of your walk with God. Yeah. Well, and I would say like two primary things, and we touched on it a little bit, that you might walk into a church and say, okay, how are these things immediately? Um, that I think you got to sometimes give maybe a little bit more time. Now, I'll say that with 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 a disclaimer. Um, and those two things I think would be preaching, you know, preaching and teaching and worship, like we talked about. Um, now, if you go and visit somewhere one time, the disclaimer here is that you might see that there's some very uh, dysfunctional, unbiblical practices, whether in worship or preaching and teaching that you're like, nope, this is not for me. That I understand. You might experience that right off the bat, and that's understandable. But sometimes I think you you might go into a place, and whether it be the worship or the preaching, you might be like, eh, I don't know if it's exactly my style. I think we have to be careful and realize like where we're going to go is going to probably be different in, in either some or many capacities of what we're used to or a previous experience. And so obviously we're going to compare it to what we previously experienced. But I think that it's important, you know, if it's, uh, again, if it's not something that's like really like a, a red flag that's like unbiblical or anything like that, like give it a chance maybe, you know, because I think if you base it off one or two Sundays, maybe a preacher, pastor, they're teaching, you know, uh, worship where it's like, eh, like, I don't know if the, you know, it's a little bit different than what I'm used to. I, I think you maybe have to give it a little bit of time. Now, if you go through that process and you're there and you're attending and you're like, this is just not, we're not connecting to this, you know, like, again, that's where you have to really be like, are, are you connecting with the Lord and the right reasons and seeing how God is moving through the preaching and teaching and worship? And does that align with what God is calling you to in your life right now? And so I think that that's something to be careful about is just to, to maybe give it a chance and not write it off right away when there's not those crazy immediate red flags you know and see see how the lord can maybe open up to you open you up to um experiencing him in his presence in worship in preaching in teaching in prayer in those places in those times and allow god to speak to that again and then at the end of it you know after you've given it a chance maybe then it still is God saying something else, you know, but I, I, I think that's just something to be important uh, or to have as a, a focus maybe is, is how can you give it a chance, you know, and don't just write it off right away. So, and I don't, I'm not saying that's a particular time. Like you have to attend a church for two months before you can make a call. But I think you just have to use wisdom in that uh, to, to give it a chance and not just write it off after one or two experiences. So. hundred percent. I mean, who knows? I mean, the youth pastor might be preaching. Right, Brennan and Matt, you know, then I'll send you. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> here's, another, here's another one. Connection, right? Now, um, I believe like, yes, like I should be able to, as long as it's biblically, biblically founded worship, I should be able to connect to the Holy Spirit and God, regardless of the music, regardless if there is music, right? But how about I don't feel connected with the church? This is a really interesting experience that as you not, I had because of the last five years, it was easy to be connected because I was on staff. Everybody came to me. Oh, hi, new pastor. Hi, let's grab lunch. And so it was like super easy. And so when we got out of ministry, I told me and Azzy both were like, I told her, I was like, man, it's not as easy, right? Like this is a different experience because like everybody knows you when you're on, when you're on staff, but now nobody knows you. And so hmm. here, here, well, you know, you've been attending for a month to 12 months. That's the period I'm going to tell you. And and I, I've been, I've been, this has been an ongoing conversation with me and Azzy, and we're really trying to be intentional even now, uh, more specifically, specifically. So, um, I don't feel like I'm connecting. 
and no one's connecting with me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is this is this middle school? I, I'm sorry. Is is this high school? And because because this is like, does the world revolve around around you? Oh, I'm I'm sorry that the pastors haven't laid out the red carpet for you. I'm sorry if I'm I do apologize if I'm offending you right now, but I'm really trying to attack some unhealthy, unrealistic expectations of. Um, sorry, the the staff of the church isn't isn't here to to help you become an adult and actually learn how to build relationships with people. Okay, like this is this is ridiculous. Okay, so I know this is going to sound a little bit harsh, but I I think that we need to be kind of just straight up. I, that's how I take it. I'm, I like it better when people are straight up with me. I'm from Boston. This is Boston coming out, baby. <laughs> it's just like, are you kidding me? Okay. You know, well, I've been going to church. Okay. How, how many times have you served? One of the best ways to connect with a church and connect with other people is to serve with them. It's to volunteer on the greeting team. It's to volunteer in the nursery or the kids ministry. It's to be on the parking team. It's to, you know, do whatever. Just put yourself out there. Be it. Okay. How many small groups have you attended? I get it. Churches can be clicky sometimes. People have been going there for 5, 10, 20 years and they have their friends and they're not going to change it. I know those are sometimes experiences that happen. I understand. That being said, if your expectation is I'm going to attend and friends are just going to come to me, relationships are going to come to me, that doesn't always happen, right? It just doesn't. It, it doesn't. So me and Azzy right now see a deficit in our life because we had a lot of really solid relationships in Chicago and Moline, had a lot of good young families that were in our life. We don't have that anymore. And so what we're heading towards is we're starting to volunteer in church because God's called us to start volunteering and serving just for that principle. But then also connecting with other families, other small groups, as he was going to a mom's group. I'm going to start working, uh, serving on Wednesday nights with the young adults group. Um, and we're going to start connecting with some other young families. Why? Because we want to connect with other people and we know that this is a priority for our life. This is a priority for our kids. Like we have to make the first step sometimes um, relationally uh, because we know that that is how we need to connect with people. And so for some people, they're like, well, I thought it was going to be done for me. No, like, I'm sorry, be a grown up. Like, I'm sorry, like you have to put yourself out there and I get it. I, I get that you might, you know, might not be an extrovert like me as he's not an extrovert right? So she might not be the person that goes up to somebody and says, Hey, let's all hang out as a group. That's usually what I do. But she had, uh, enough onus inside of her as an introvert to go, Hey, I know this mom's group will help me spiritually as I have three little kids and they stress me out sometimes. And I want to have community and she's going to be bold enough to do that. So you have to have a little bit of humility and boldness to put yourself out there. Um, thoughts guys. Yeah, it's like the principle in Acts where like people literally sold their possessions to help one another, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm not saying like go to that extreme, uh, maybe if God's calling you to. But that's the thing is like that the community aspect is is such a thing that God set up intentionally for the church. And I think that's absolutely a two way street. People should be reaching out to you, but you should be reaching out to other people. And if you're not, then we're just totally throwing away what the community of the church is. And that is to build each other up spiritually, to meet together, to to hear the word, to worship the Lord together um, and build his kingdom. 
And, and that's important. And sometimes we get, uh, you know, again, stuck in a, in a box. And I think we do need to challenge ourselves to get outside of that box a bit um, and, and see the potential that God's put in right in front of us. Maybe you're in a church currently, you're not church shopping, and you feel that way, like nobody connects with me and stuff like that. But how much have you put yourself out to build other relationships with people you've been around with for a while, but you just don't talk to them? You know what I mean? So I think that's it's something that I, I totally agree. I think that we have to bust out of that box a bit um, and see how God can can do that and lead that and build that. And that that can propel us in such a different direction, I think, in our spiritual growth uh, that we maybe never expected. So, yeah. Yeah, I just think you can't always be an introvert when it comes to going into a new place. If you want to be able to make friends, you have to also open up. So you can't expect everybody at that church to be an extrovert. You have to you might connect better with the person as an introvert. So you have to step out of your comfort zone and make things happen too. I think we lost Donald. <laughs> he looks frozen. Oh, of course, right at the end. Well, I'll let you. Well, with that, that, guys, thanks for watching the Temporal Eternal podcast. Please check us out on <laughs> Spotify, Apple. We, we, oh, we got to close it out. He's gone. <laughs> We completely lost him. We completely <laughs> lost him. Well, guys. <laughs> Go ahead. In conclusion, we hope that this was helpful for you. If you were in a position of uh, church shopping, please leave comment. Uh, you know, if you need a prayer request or if you're going through this struggle or something that's helped. Um, but yeah, we appreciate you guys listening and uh, being tuned in. Please check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Uh, leave a comment, leave a, a review, and check out our merch at TemporalEternal.com. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next time.